I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Oh. And I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> And welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Jackson. Good afternoon, Jackson. Good afternoon, Ian. How was your day today? Tiring as fuck. You poor thing. How was yours? It was actually pretty good. I got to get a good swim in, took a day off work, relaxed, just took in the day. So you are bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, as people have uh, said. Sure. <laughs> Well, we will make a quick warning. Apparently, Jackson lives near a swimming hole, so <laughs> there might be kids that you'll hear in the background that are swimming while we're doing the show. But hey, kids will be kids, right? I'm so glad you're so understanding, Ian. You're the best. Well, I got to tell you, man, I am actually really, really happy with the album reviews that we're going to be doing today. Is that why you're treating me nicer? Yep. It's literally why we do the song we do to intro that segment. It is my favorite segment again today. Good. I mean, believe me, the Venom's going to happen at some point, but I'm just saying at least right now, I am super happy and in love with music. <laughs> we'll see you next week. We'll see you in 30 minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I think it's time to start the show. Let's do it. So first up, something that we haven't talked about on the show, maybe ever, at least in a really, really long time, they are now making a brand new Punk Goes Pop. It is volume number seven. It's coming out on Fearless Records. And Jackson, I am going to read the list of bands and the track they are covering, all right? Got it. And then I'm going to ask you a quiz question, all right? I'm ready. State Champs doing Stitches, Dance Gavin Dance, That's What I Like, New Year's Day, Gangsta, The Amity Affliction, Can't Feel My Face, Andy Black featuring Juliet Sims, When We Were Young, Grayscale, Love Yourself, Capsize, Fake Love, Boston Manor, Heathens, Eat Your Heart Out, Shape of You, The Plot in You, Let It Go, Ice Nine Kills, I Don't Want to Live Forever, Seaway, Closer, and Too Close to Touch, In the Name of Love. First off, Jackson, what do you think of that list? I really like the bands that are on the list so far. I am with you as well. I think this is one of the strongest releases that Punk Goes Pop has ever had. I agree, because like, this is an actual list where I think I know every band very well, unlike the other times where I only know like about 70% of it, maybe. That makes sense. Well, now here is my quiz question for you. Okay. Out of all these tracks, because we didn't say the band's names that they're actually covering, which one have I heard? And what's the other track that I've heard of? You only know two of them? Yep. <laughs> That's um, how much I don't know pop music. I think one of them has to be Let It Go. No. What is that? You don't know Let It Go from Frozen? No. What is that? You've never seen the movie Frozen or heard of it? 
No, I've heard of a movie called Frozen. There's a movie where these three, like, I think they're college kids or high school kids, and they're trapped on the top of a ski lift. No, stop. No. What? No, <laughs> that's, that's what it's called. What are you talking about? That is not the movie that Let It Go is from. Oh, okay. So what is the movie that Let It Go is from? It's a Disney movie. Oh, of course I don't know Disney movies. I'm an adult. Oh, fuck off. That's That's not fair. Why? I know old Disney movies. I know, like, fucking Aladdin and shit. Oh, okay. I don't know. There you go. You fixed it there. I'm assuming that this is a new (laughs) fucking Disney movie. Like three years. So, yeah, I guess. Whatever. You're too old for good stuff. Anyways. Look, I'm not Kelly. If this was Ian Hates Movies, (laughs) Kelly would be all over this, but I do not know what these are. By the way, if it says that on the page as Let It Go, why doesn't it say from the movie Frozen? I might be way off then. I'm just saying, who's James Bay? I have no idea. All right. Well, that's who it I, says wait, it's from. I think James Bay directed the movie. I think. Oh, who is that? Is candy. that Take 5 Bar? <laughs> that is the Take 5, yes. <laughs> they sound delicious. Is it closer? No. Oh, my God. Wait, dude. Seriously, there's one that I've heard that you should definitely get. Is it Can't Feel My Face? Nope. Oh, my gosh, dude. Oh, shit. You're terrible at this. Yeah, I really am. Oh, when we were young? No, I will mention something. I thought when we were young was a killer song. Right. Okay. I've never heard Adele that's do what it. I thought it was first. Yeah, no, I've never heard Adele do it. So I'm assuming that's going to be the acoustic track. <sighs> yeah, I don't know then, man. I'm throwing a blank here. It's your favorite fucking band. Ice Nine Kills? No, shut up. You know your favorite band's on there is a band that's being covered. Oh! Oh! <laughs> I completely forgot that part. I, I like totally took that out of my head. Sure you did. Oh, yeah. You have heard Heathens. It's actually on the show sometimes because you love it so much. Nope. So <laughs> I have heard Heathens, and the other song that I've actually heard of was Shape of You by Ed Sheeran, but I've never heard the actual song. Oh, yeah. You heard the cover. Oh, my gosh. See? Yep. See? <sighs> hey, tell Rolo back there to be quiet. Uh, you, dude, you're going to run out of candy bars pretty soon. Never. Or do you think you got this for a while? I have this for forever. <laughs> but are they going to be quiet or do we have to pause the show fuck i i hope they're quiet. actually i think that's the neighbor's dogs those damn kids in their swimming hole <laughs> i wonder what the listeners like picture when <laughs> you say that well you live like in the countryside of texas so yeah true all right all right i think we've milked this whole story enough so punko's pop volume seven comes out on july 14th through fearless records and as a special treat why don't we take a listen to the dance gavin dance version of the bruno mars song i guess i don't know you live under a rock that's what it's like (laughs) or is it that's what i like i don't even fucking know let's just take a listen (laughs) Jewish 
So Jackson, when I originally heard this track because Ty was nice enough to send it over when it first came out, it did not say anything about it being a punk goes pop song. So I just thought that this was a brand new Dance Gavin Dance track because the lyrics are so all over the place. It's just the same as their normal stuff. Oh, wow, Ian. That's that, that's a huge song, man. I, I can't believe you've never... Like, I can understand you not liking pop music, but I don't know how you can, like, go about without even hearing it. Like, because I don't choose to hear the, these songs, but I know them because they just come up. You know what I mean? They're so big. Well, here's my question, Jackson. Where would you hear these tracks? Like, when I'm hanging out with friends. Oh, well, there you go. I don't have those. Next. <laughs> I'm right here, man. Yeah, but you're all the way far away, and if you played bullshit like that for me, I'd be like, turn the fucking channel. Yeah, we wouldn't be friends anymore. Right. So where else can I hear this? Because I also, I have my headphones in every place that I go, so it's not like I would even hear it in a supermarket or at a CVS or some shit like that. Plus, I'm not going to fucking clubs, so where am I going to hear this stuff? Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, because that was the next thing I was going to say. Whenever you go out, you know, those are usually the go-to songs, but... You eliminated that out, so I guess, yeah, I can't see a way that you'd hear it then. My only chance to hear it is Punk Goes Pop Volume 7. That's actually kind of a cool thing, because then it's like a brand new, you know, set of songs to you instead of, like, you know, covers. Well, in most cases, if I hear a band with terrible lyrics like that, I'm like, oh, okay, this sucks, but not with this stuff. It's fine. Gotcha. You give it a pass. You give it a pass. That's so nice of you. Look at you. I'm in a good mood. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> So the vocalist of 100th, Mr. Chadwick Johnson, has addressed all the comments regarding the change and, you know, the whole new style that they're doing with their music. And he took it to Twitter and he was just telling everybody how 100th isn't the kind of band that didn't just want to keep saying the same or like singing the same shit over and over and just cashing checks. They felt like as in taking the new direction that that was their way of not only doing justice to the scene, but to themselves as like people, instead of just touring on recycled hardcore music that they didn't feel they could progress any further than they already have. So he, you know, he took it to Twitter and he did a pretty lengthy thread of tweets explaining that. So what, what do you think about it? Well, I liked his use of saying that they drained the hardcore vein that they had. And I was like, oh, I totally get it. I do that two to three times a day as well. <laughs> oh, and then I realized that's not what he was talking about. Yeah, Ian, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't help it. All right. I think 100th has a lot of integrity. I find nothing wrong with what they're doing. They have grown out of the music that they used to do. It doesn't speak to them. It doesn't represent them anymore. They were very upfront with that a while back. So I am not offended by what they have said. I'm not worried about what they have said. They did it a much better way than someone like Chester B did. <laughs> Instead of telling their fans to move on, they said simply, we have moved on. Right. And it's like I said in the conversation with Gray, which we will talk about much, much later. I've said it before on the show. I do not want a band to make music for me. I want a band to make music for them and then have me also like it. Right. That way you can actually fully invest into what a band is doing because they're doing it for themselves and you support you know, good people doing good things for themselves instead of just putting out shit that they know that people are just going to like. So that's what they're doing it basically to cash checks. Right. They said they toured after free for like two years and it got just mentally draining for them and it became horrible. So why 
look, most of us have to do jobs in real life that are horrible. Why would you ever want anyone to have to do a horrible job when they have the ability to change things around? You know what I mean? Right. That's the way I look at it. If anything, most people go, man, you know, I wish I had picked up an instrument as a kid. I wish I had gone out on tour and been in a band instead of doing my nine to five cubicle job. Why would you then want the people that you aspired to be be as miserable as you are in your terrible fucking job? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And, you know, another way that I look at it is I haven't even really heard anyone complain about Hundreds New Direction. So I wonder what it was that, like, triggered him to do that, you know? Uh, comments on all of their social media. Really? Absolutely. Oh, wow. I always read, like, good ones. I haven't seen any bad ones. Most of the time, the good ones are at the top because <laughs> they get more likes and, you know, the band actually comments or something. So that's why they're on the top, those top comments. But believe yeah. me. There are plenty of the ones calling them sellouts or pussies or whatever the fuck. Nah, I don't think they can be considered a sellout, honestly. I wouldn't think so either. Not with that kind of music. No, but look, you know my feelings on what we've heard so far, and we will be reviewing the album when it comes out on June 16th on Hopeless Records. I am looking forward to it because I want to see all the passion that they're talking about. I want to see and I want to hear it in that new album. So I am looking forward to it. I'm just a little worried right now. Not anything to do with no hardcore aspects anymore. I'm worried about songs sounding the same. Yeah, because so far, they've. I think we've talked about like three or four of the songs, and you've only legitimately liked one of them because the other ones all sounded the same to you. It's not that I didn't like the tracks. It's just I could find too much commonality in all of them. So that right. was my worry. Yeah, and that's and it's very understandable too. We'll see what happens on June 16th. We shall see. Next up, we got a quick one here. Stick to Your Guns are recording their new album. I guess they're doing the tracking right now. So they released a picture on their Instagram or Twitter or whatever, probably all of them, with a picture of them in studio. And then like all bands are doing, a bunch of fire emojis. (laughs) It's all fire, man. All fire, baby. I think we had actually mentioned that they were going into studio before, maybe like a month or two ago. So yeah, now there's actual proof, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too, man. I'm really excited for this. I love Stick to Your Guns. The EP, we liked it, so I'm sure the next thing they do will be just as good, or better. Hopefully. And another quick one, we got Misery Signals releasing a documentary pretty soon, and June 30th, and this one's called Yesterday Was Everything. And this is like a really in-depth of Misery Signals process when they went on the Oh, man, what's the name of that album? The anniversary tour they did. What's the name of the album? Of Malice and the Magnum Heart. That one. Exactly. You know, just an in-depth look at, you know, that tour and their shows. And then, of course, the drama that happened behind the scenes. And, and yeah, they actually released a teaser going along with it, too. And it actually, I think everyone should check it out. It's really interesting. Yeah, I like the trailer. I think it's a very interesting story with everything the band not only went through in the very beginning with that drunk driver car crash that killed two members of another band, all these things that happened at the very beginning and what kind of brought them together, but then also what tore them apart and what brought them together again after 10 years. Right. So yeah, I think it's very interesting. They're also going to be doing a viewing in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, where the partial proceeds are being donated to Mothers Against Drunk Driving. That's happening on June 20th. So if you're in the area, go ahead and check out where they're going to be doing that because that's pretty cool as well. Yeah, it really is. Next up, I guess the Rock AM Ring 
or Rock Am Ring Festival. How do you say it, Jackson? <laughs> I always say Rock Am Ring, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. But it is a German festival. Unfortunately, it was interrupted and evacuated due to a terrorist threat. Jackson, did you read into that at all? I did. Um, it was, I guess, a false alarm, you know, because now it's going on again. You know, the festival did proceed the next day. Um, I did see that Ramstein doesn't get to perform now because of the way their schedule is formed, which does suck for fans and, of course, for, you know, Ramstein. But, I mean, it's just ridiculous, man. You know, you know, everyone's on high alert now. And then you got this and, you know, a terrorist threat. I mean, it, this could have been either a prank, which is, I mean, shitty and then it could have been an actual terrorist threat whoever knows i mean but it just sucks how this is you know part of the way things are now yeah there are a ton of bands on this festival i think it's like june 2nd june 3rd and june 4th so it was three days and then i guess maybe things were postponed a little bit but bands like sleeping with sirens Beartooth, motionless and white simple plan you know five finger death punch bands like that they were all over there for this festival and ramstein was over there too even though they do tour a lot more in Germany than anywhere in the States or anything, I would think that if I was over there and this happened to me where I didn't get to see Ramstein because they would be number one on my list, Yeah, my whole life goal would be to get rid of terrorism. <laughs> Just like that. Yep. I'd say, don't worry, people. I'm going to solve this problem. <laughs> Just drop everything you're doing. Don't worry about it, everybody. I got this. Yeah. And look, if the Germans can't do it, then no one can. Whoa, that's a bold statement. That's the way I look at it. Germany has a lot of things to make up for. I think the perfect thing would be for them to get rid of terrorism. You know what? That would be good compensation, wouldn't it? I think everything <laughs> will work out. I think that would balance the books a little bit, you know? Just a little bit. Just you know? a tiny bit. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be appreciated, I think, from most people. And the next thing would be to have Ramstein tour all the time. Ah, yes, of course. So fucking good live. I've never seen them, but I remember you telling me that's like the best show you've ever seen in your life. Yep. You need to buy that Blu-ray, which I am going to be buying as well. Gotcha. So Paris, or no, sorry, Piverus, as Ian likes to say. <laughs> Ian's favorite band, Piverus, just announced a headlining tour with a portion of the ticket sales being donated to the Ally Coalition. Ally. Right? Ally. Ally. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so this is good stuff, man. Uh, they're actually coming to Dallas, too. So hopefully I'll get to see that. They're coming to Dallas with whom, though? Oh, shit. I forgot. Ooh, it's a headline show for you. Yeah, it is. Fuck, who are, who are they coming with? But I think that means it's people that you probably don't care about, like Lights and Flint Eastwood and Party Party Nails. Oh, Party Party Nails, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could be wrong, though. Look, I don't know those bands, so I'm not going to throw them under the bus. Maybe they're awesome. I don't know. But I do know... That when they're here in Massachusetts, in Boston, they are with Muse and 30 Seconds to Mars. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, you guys are fucked. Because <laughs> what the hell? You definitely would rather have Muse and 30 Seconds to Mars, that's for sure. I don't know, man. Party Party Nails is a pretty good band. You know what? You're absolutely right. <laughs> wait, wait. Does Party Party Nails have Jared Leto in it? Uh, ah, shoot. The Joker. Your favorite movie? I don't care, man. Jared Leto's the man. <laughs> Understandable. So look, I don't know if I'm going to go see that or not. It depends on what tracks 30 Seconds to Mars plays and what tracks Muse plays. I'm going to have to look up the set list and see. Yeah. But if 30 Seconds to Mars are only playing the last album, then I'm not going to do it. But it's Jared Leto, man. Come on. Look, he is awesome. I remember when he came by me and he touched my shoulder and said, hey, man, 
That was fucking awesome. I'll remember that day forever. But I don't know. That's the height right there. Okay. That's the peak of like all concert excellence. No, no, no. That was the peak of my life. Oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah, no, it's all been downhill. (laughs) (laughs) Ever since that day. It sucks when you hit your peak very early. (laughs) Next time I see you, I'm going to put my hand on his shoulder. Hey, man. He would never let you touch him. (gasps) So mean. (laughs) (laughs) So the band Tonight Alive, who we normally would not talk about on the show, are doing a tour in Australia, but they're doing something cool. They are doing a contest where they're going to bring out an Australian band that has females in the band or is fronted by a female on tour with them based on fan votes that's actually really cool and that's a really good idea that i think a lot of bands you know will begin to start doing i think i think the reason why i think it is interesting is because i clicked on the link because i wasn't sure if they were just going to have a list that you could choose from but it turns out you can literally just tell where you are in australia and what band you want to vote for which i think Hmm. is cool because then yes that can actually expose tonight alive to this band in a different way than just if they already knew who is out there. Right, exactly. And I mean, I think that's a great idea. I, I love it. And well, we're not in Australia, but we're not. That would definitely be a cool thing to go see. No, unfortunately, we're not. Oh, I didn't tell you, Jackson. I'm doing the show from Australia today. Oh, okay. I was wondering why your background looked different. Yeah, I'll be back tomorrow, but I'm just here today. And technically, today is tomorrow for you. Oh, pretty cool, trickery. right? And the water in the toilet flushes the opposite direction (laughs) i was gonna ask you that well that's how i prove that i'm here in australia right okay (laughs) and then also i could get kate mckinnon to do a terrible australian accent for you if you'd like uh no thank you ian okay i'm just i just checking (laughs) I'll I'll, i'll pass on this one are you sure all right no i think it's fine i just think it's funny and i know that this is different and it's not apples to apples or anything But I think it'd be funny if someone was like, hey, we're going out on tour and we'd like you to please tell us all the bands that are fronted by a male or have males in them. And we're going to take them out. (laughs) But I know that it's not apples to apples because unfortunately, there aren't as many bands with females in them, which is actually a shame because I love female singers. I love female vocalists. So for me, this would be great. Yeah, same here. I would love that, but. Actually, we'll be talking about that at the end of the show. A really good uh, female band, aren't we? We're going to be talking about an amazing one. Yeah. Super excited. So, But hey, what a tease, Jackson. Look at that. Look at your podcast chops. Oh, shit. Did I do that on on purpose, dude? I'm not even going to question myself. That was totally on purpose. I'm I'm such a genius. I know. And look, I just thought of this off the top of my head. (gasps) Maybe new catchphrase. Did you do that? You are so cheesy, man. I know, man. I told you I'm in a good mood today. Did you do that? (laughs) Wait, say it like that again and I'll isolate it. No. No, I'm not. Damn it. All right, all right. So I know we don't often talk about TV shows on this show, but I wanted to mention that Spike has ordered a Ink Master spinoff called Ink Master Angels, and that's going to follow around the four women who were a big part of last season's show of the regular Ink Master, and they're going to go around, travel around, and compete against other shop owners. And then also, the new season of Ink Master premieres this week. So I'm bringing it up because I love tattoos, and I think it still plays into music. 
because Dave Navarro's on the show and a lot of the people on the show date musicians. So I think it works. Well, that's good news. <laughs> I don't really watch Ink Masters too much, but that's really just because I don't really watch TV all that much. Well, I don't either, but there are a few shows that I like, and this is definitely the best tattoo one because there are so many fucking talented artists. It's insane. Gotcha. Maybe I'll check it out, man. We'll, well see. I like tattoos too. One of the hosts of the show from the very beginning, he owns that tattoo shop that is in Deep Ellum that we walked by and I'm a fucking idiot and I should have gone in and got a tattoo and I completely forgot about it. Oh, yeah. The the guy with the big mustache. Elm Street Tattoos or something? Yeah. It's right down there. And uh, yeah, I should have gone in. I should have got a tattoo. I got a tattoo there. Oh, shit. you damn right. Where'd you get your 21 Pilots tattoo? Uh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I got a Friday the 13th tattoo. What? Um, yeah. The game? No. <laughs> They do this thing every Friday the 13th where you go in and get a $13 Friday the 13th tattoo. And I got it. You know, I, I really didn't care that much, but I thought it'd be cool to get it done, you know, in the Deep Ellum tattoo parlor because I know it's like real famous and stuff. So I thought that was a good chance to do it. Now, wait a second. Can you actually take a picture of this and put it on your Twitter account? <laughs> sure. Well, I don't know where you got it. I got you. Yeah, it's just on my arm. I mean, on my butt. Sorry. Your arm butt? No, it's on my butt. Yeah, I'll mm. put it on Twitter. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's on my arm. This has been a great story. <laughs> I can't. I thought believe... you were going to do the whole butterfly butt thing. I don't know what that is. Oh my gosh, Ian. Look. Never mind. I'm just surprised that your arm says Friday the 13th Heathens and you didn't even remember the song Heathens. <laughs> no, it doesn't say <laughs> Friday or Heathens. Oh, right? oh. All right, it doesn't say Friday, so it says 13th and then Heathens. I got you, Jackson. All right, moving exactly. on. Exactly. So, Ian, I'm going to tell you something, and I want you to listen very closely because I think you're really going to like this because we love talking about this. This will be ready? the first time I've ever listened to you on the show. Go. For sure. Yeah, okay. So, My Chemical Romance. La, 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 Oh, please, let's do it. Let's get to reviews. So smooth, man. Silky smooth. So first album we got today on your good mood train is House vs. Hurricane releasing their newest album, Filth. And this is on UNFD Records. Unft Records. Unft. Ian, tell me what you think about it. Well, you ruined my mood, Jackson. Oh, fuck. Damn, already. <laughs> no, yeah, this wasn't good. But at least this is the only one for me that I did enjoy out of a host of other albums. So for anyone who doesn't know, this is an Australian hardcore slash metalcore band. They haven't been around for a while. They got together, then they broke up, then they got together again, and that's kind of where they are now. But this album just doesn't have anything for me. 
Like I don't connect to it at all. I don't really know what it is, but I know I'm not a fan of the vocals at all. Like I really, really don't like the new guy that they have. Mm. I mean, there's barely any melody in this whole album. There's some okay clean vocals in the choruses from time to time. But even then, I think they could really amp that up a little bit and talk about some bad lyrics. I mean, in a track called Rowdy, they have the lyrics repeated as, you know I'm vulnerable without you there. Please always be there. (laughs) I mean, come on. Give me something to work with here. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I think the main issue I had with it is like it's really sporadic like you were saying, but for like absolute no reason. Like it doesn't actually follow something. It's just like random and yelly and then it's clean, but not, you know, it's not actually like good unclean vocals or anything like that. It's just a really random hardcore album. And it's just like, it's nothing you can really like get used to, to me. They're really trying to be every time I die and failing at it. So I would rather listen to every time I die. Uh, Most would, yes. So... Unfortunately, that's the review. We figured we'd start off with the one we don't really like that much. Right. Unfortunately, I have no reason to go back and listen to anything off that album. Uh, Yeah, same here. That's a one-time listen for me. Next up, we have Obey the Brave, Mad Season on Epitaph Records. So this is a Canadian beatdown metalcore band. Yeah. Third full-length album here. And you know what? I think they tried some things different, which I'm going to give them a lot of credit for. There are more clean vocals. They even do a hip-hop track called R.I.P., which I think is a little different, especially for them. I really think this is a fun album. Bang your head, jump around, you know, some fun, crunchy, chugging guitar work. And really, you know, they could work on their lyrics a little bit too. But I think in general, this is a good step for this band. And it was just a fun listen. I found really nothing crazy wrong with it. And I would enjoy listening to this again. Yeah, I feel the same way. It was really fun. It can be really brutal at times in a good way. Mm -hmm. I thought the unclean vocals were really good. You know, they had really good rhythm. They didn't like just put in things randomly or anything. It didn't look like they were trying too hard to do a certain thing. Right. It looks like this is just an album they put together and they're just having fun with it. And it doesn't matter what, you know, they're trying to actually go for. And and I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much it. No, I agree. I think we take a listen. Let's do it. Here's On Our Own. I also think this would be a very fun band to see live. Yeah, I bet they are. And it's funny that you picked On Our Own because that's the song I would have picked too. You and I, wavelength. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, every time. Every time we got this shit. Locked down. (laughs) So once again, 
That's Obey the Brave, Mad Season on Epitaph Records. And next up, we got the band 68 releasing an album called Two Parts Viper. And this is off Cooking Vinyl Records. Ian, what did you think? So for anyone who doesn't know, this is a two-piece band with Joss Scogan, previously of Norma Jean and Chariot, and Michael McKellen, or Michael McClellan, of Becoming the Archetype. I would say, even though they go out of their way to make it very, very difficult for you to put them in a category, I would (laughs) say this is like a rock fusion band with so many different tendencies that I'm just going to say rock fusion. Yeah, dude, I have no idea what this album is. (laughs) It was really interesting. You know, like every song is completely different. And when I mean completely different, it's like every song is a new genre kind of deal. Like it's just it's weird. But I don't know, like I don't want to say that I like love this album or anything, but it's just so damn interesting. Like I feel like everyone needs to hear it Mm -hmm. just to see what you get out of it. And then it might be something you fall in love with. It might be something you then want to show to your friends in a car ride and be like, you know, listen to this shit, man. It's like, look what they do here and here. And like, that's the most I took out of it. It's just really interesting. No, it definitely is. And I will add on to the comment you made that not only does track by track, the genre seems to change or the tone changes, but then also sometimes within tracks, the tone changes and the tempo changes and the genre changes. Yeah. For sure. Because you can go literally from soulful, you know, low tones to rockabilly to groovy to spoken word. Yeah, that's what I was going to say next. Yeah, it's all over the place. You know, crazy distorted guitars and just change of paces out of left field. I like this kind of stuff a lot. I like being very interested and being surprised at a band. So I very, very much enjoy this album. And this is their sophomore album. So I think for this album to once again hit people in this way means that this is a band that can continue on and do whatever they want. For sure. I agree. So yeah, I think they continue to be very unique. And I think the track to play right away, because some people might have heard it. Did we play The Workers Are Few on the show? I don't think we did. I think we only played one, and I think it was um, the Borrowed and Blue one. Why say we play The Workers Are Few? Let's do it. I think that has a lot of replayability. I think so too. That was actually the song I would have picked again. And I'm not saying this just to keep the going, <laughs> <laughs> Also, another band that I really want to see live. Oh, dude, I've seen them live once before. Mm-hmm. And that is a memorable set, man. They're insane. That's good to hear. So, once again, that's the 68 Two Parts Viper 
on Cooking Vinyl. Next up, we have Idola to Speak to Listen on Blue Swan Records. Jackson, what do you think? I really, really enjoyed this album. Good. It was so fucking good. Uh, I remember whenever we talked about, we did review a single, didn't we? Yes. I think two singles, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and I remember I always liked them, but in my head, I was just like, man, if I want this, I'll just go listen to Dance, Kevin Dance. Because I feel like there's some similarities. There are. And I think it was really unfair that I was thinking like that. Because now that I have the whole album, I'm like, no, 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 no. This is actually its own band. This is its own really good, heavy, yet really talented, clean vocals. I mean, this is just to me a a kick-ass album that's just every single song is like screams at you man but then again in like the clean vocals and like the instrumentals and the vibes that they put with every song it's like really mellow but at the same time it knows how to just fucking pop and and i love it no i totally agree and i definitely heard the dance gavin dance stuff for sure i'm sure other people do as well it just comes you know i mean look they're a post-hardcore band with prog rock slash prog metal leanings and that's what dance gavin dance are right so it's always going to happen in a way But what I also want to mention, something I didn't know, is this is their third full-length album. I did not know that. Yeah, I thought this was originally their first. This is a third, and it's the conclusion to a concept trilogy. Oh, cool. So I'm looking forward to really, really diving into the lyrics after I go back and listen to the other albums, because that's one of the biggest things that this album did, was make me research and want to hear everything that they have. Yeah, now that makes me want to do it too, because I, I didn't even know that. And now I get, you know, the like, you know, whenever they do the hyphens and the apostrophes and, mm-hmm. you know, the parentheses, and they have all like that very specific, you know, name titles, yep. you know, it, it makes sense now. What I'm also excited about is I get to see them live tomorrow with capsize oh man i wish i got to see them i know we remember your story from last week ah <laughs> such, a, such a shame especially now after you're in the album right too. well i will let you know how they pull everything off live but man i am really looking forward to how the vocals are live because like you said unclean and clean vocals are so damn good such technical guitar work let's see how that comes off live but in the album itself it comes off amazing yep I agree. So let's take a listen to Loti or Lotai.
what a great build up there. Yeah, it's awesome. So yeah, man, I will definitely have a report on how the concert goes for sure. But I think everybody not only needs to check out this album, but also their previous work to bring all of this together. I'm really excited to do that. And now that we're you know doing the show, I will actually have some time to do that. Ah, there you go. So once again, this is Idola. That's spelled E-I-D-O-L-A. The album is To Speak, To Listen on Blue Swan Records. All right, Ian. Are you ready? Are you ready? Right? <laughs> that was much better than mine, but yeah. <laughs> so Wednesday 13 is up next. Oh, yeah. And their album, Condolences, off Nuclear Blast Records. I'm going to start this one off, Ian, because yeah. I want it to end on a good note. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. I really am. You're a terrible person. <sighs> Look, man, uh, I really wanted to like this album because I really like the whole, like, aesthetic that they do. Like, I love the whole dark fucking, like, movie horror shit that they do. And, and I think that's super cool. But, man, I couldn't fucking get into this album. And I don't know why. And literally the only song that I like on this whole album is What the Night Brings. And that was even the first song that I ever even heard by them. I know. I don't I know. Uh, I don't know what to say to you. I know. I can see it on your face. <laughs> I'll get to you in a second. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just for anyone else who doesn't know, Wednesday 13 has been around for a long, long time. Since 2005. So he's been doing it for forever. I don't know, man. I fucking love this album. Maybe it's because I've seen them live and that had something to do with me always really, really loving them. But I thought this album was really great front to back. I didn't find a lot wrong with this. The only thing was two interludes, an uh, intro track and an interlude. But other than that, like for what it is, which is goth, rock, horror, metal, you know, all those genres put together. You know, it's like Marilyn Manson mixed with Motionless and White mixed with Rob Zombie or White Zombie. Right. For this genre of music, I don't know what you could have been expecting because it covers all the things you think it would. It covers love. It covers necrophilia, vampires, you know, and so much more. So I don't know how you can't like it. The guitar work is really great. The vocals are different. No track sounds the same. It's just a really, really fun album. Ah, man. I, I wish I could agree with you. I wish I, you I could, just... too. I don't know what happened. Is it the like the devil song? No, I don't care about that. It's I don't know. It Really, literally, because we released. Or no, sorry. We released. That. We did. <laughs> we talked about what, like? two or three no, three. Well, that's the thing. That's why I'm not sure if you're a liar or not because you liked Bloodsick as well. Did I? Is that the one where they like kept repeating the same thing over no. and over? The only one you didn't like was Cruel to You and that's still weird because that's just a funny song. No, oh, I hate that song. It's awful. I don't know why you can hate You liked two out of the three tracks that were advertised for this album. Uh, I don't even remember the one you just said. I just remember what the night brings because I liked it so much. Yeah. Like the music video and the vibe and like the guitar work. I thought it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Which made me excited for the album. And I just, I couldn't get into it. I don't know why. I don't know why either, man. But before we move on, I will tell you that it's not off the chopping block. Like I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to try and get into it. Well, I'm sure he'll be very happy to hear that. Oh, okay. Whatever. (laughs) Well, look. 
I'm going to play an amazing track. I'm going to play the title track because this song is just so fucking badass. So let's hear it. Maybe I'll fall in love. We'll see. Jackson, all I can say to you is sorry for your loss of taste. Oh, you're so cheesy, man. You're just, <laughs> you just keep going. Yep. <laughs> well, look, before I go on, I do want to play a little bit of the intro to that track because it's long, but it's so badass. Okay. Come on, man. How does that not get your dark heart pumping? <laughs> it's a good intro, man. I'm not going to lie. You know what? I'm kicking you out of goth talk. Oh, come on, man. Nope. You lost Don't it. Don't do that to me. I like Motionless and White. You do, but where do you think they get it from? Wednesday 13. And 18 Visions. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that later. Oh, yeah. Look, everyone has multiple people. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> that was the only thing I had to say. <laughs> That's true. But look. For anyone that likes this type of genre of music, I think you're going to fucking love this album. I don't know why you wouldn't. So it's just a matter of the taste for this genre. I happen to be a big fan of it. So that's why I tend to really like this. I think you're going to like the solo work. I think you're going to like everything about this album. That's just why I'm a little surprised at you, Jackson. That's all. Oh, man. You're not mad at me. You're just disappointed in me. Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Damn, that's worse. <laughs> and yeah, we lost the whole wavelength thing, you know? Oh, shit. I ruined it. We were on three in a row. Fuck. Yep. Oh, well. So once again, that's Wednesday 13, condolences on Nuclear Blast Records. And next up, we got Miss May I with the shadows inside our sharp tone records. Ian, what did you think? Well, let's just do another intro here. For anyone that doesn't know, this is a metalcore band from Ohio. This is their sixth, you count that, one, two, three, four, five, six full-length album. I gotta say, man, this might be my favorite. Oh, this is for sure my favorite one, man. Damn. I, you are right on the head on that one, man. This this was my favorite release, by the way, of all the albums that we're going to oh. be talking about. 
And I'm even going to go as far into saying this might be one of my favorite releases of the year so far. I think it's top three. Damn. Yeah, I fucking fell in love with this album. Every single song I think is amazing. Um, And, you know, the funny thing is, is that whenever we were talking about the singles on the show, I loved the singles. Mm -hmm. But to me, the songs that they didn't release are like just out of this world to me. I fucking fell in love. They even have... I mean, they just changed so much. Like, they still have their, you know, their Miss May I roots, but they made it more melodic in a way, but was still keeping that in-your-face, you know, Miss May I rhythm that they always had. Mm -hmm. You know, and, like, in a song like Crawl, where they, I don't even think they barely scream, like, a little bit till towards the end. And it's just incredible to me. And Ryan Neff's voice in this album is the best it's been out of all the albums, for sure. They used him way more. Right. And, I mean... I can't say anything more about this album. I think it's flawless. This is a masterpiece, by the way, and it will be going into the vinyl collection. So, bam. Wow, the vinyl collection. Yeah. I haven't heard that mentioned in a long time. We've talked about some excellent records. Yeah, that's there it is, man. I fucking love it. I do agree with a lot of what you said. I would say not only is this a return to form for them, but it's also a progress step for them as well. Because I think this brought a lot more into what the band can do, really showing people that veteran side of them, that not only can they stay the course and be a heavy band, but also adapt to what's going on around them and really make something that's unique in a scene that isn't known for being unique. Right. And, you know, Miss May I is usually like one of like the, you know, the old reliable kind of bands. Right. So you... You wouldn't expect them to really change that much, you know, being their sixth album and everything. I mean, it just got me by surprise. It was great veteran use of switching from cleans to uncleans. Great skilled guitar work. Maybe the best they've ever done, including solos and everything. You can really hear the classic metal inspiration, especially in a track like My Destruction. Mm-hmm. It really comes out there. And yeah, man. I don't have anything bad to say about this. Like we said, why would we say anything bad about Miss May I? I'm just really glad that they did something to really stand out. And I think this is the album that really makes them stand out. And it's crazy to think that this is the sixth album and we're saying this about them. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree anymore, man. So I wrote down two tracks as my favorite. But Jackson, since this is your masterpiece album. Oh, shit. What track will you choose? And let's see. Are we still on the same wavelength? Fuck. Um, well, first, I want to try and guess what your songs were. And I think they're My Destruction and My Sorrow. You got one of them. Fuck. Which one did I get? My Sorrow. Okay. Then the other one is Crawl or Under Fire. Nope. Nope. Damn it. You lost it. You had it for a second, but now it's gone. Death Knows My Name. Nope. Just then, name all the tracks. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, if I do any more, then it's not fair, because now I'm just yeah. <laughs> lining them down. It's Lost in the Gray. Lost in the Gray. Oh, that's the first single they released. I wasn't even going to say the singles, but shame on me. All right. Your fault. Uh, Well, I'll tell you what. Since you had My Sorrow or My Destruction on there. No, I had My Sorrow. Fucking shit. We'll do My Sorrow. You are doing terrible (laughs) now. No, we can do My Destruction. It's fine. Just choose. All right. Do that one then. My Destruction? Yeah. All right.
I love it, man. <laughs> I do too. I do too. All right, Jackson. I am glad that you love this album so much. I hope that you remember it. I hope this doesn't fade away for you so we can talk about it at the end of the year. Oh, dude, I doubt it, man. I really do. You doubt we're going to talk about it at the end of the year? No, I doubt I'm going to forget <laughs> it. Asshole. Oh, uh, that's what I do. So once again, that's Miss May I, Shadows Inside on Sharp Tone Records. All right, people. Jackson had his favorite album. Now I have mine. Uh-oh. And we're going to finish with my favorite EP, but we've only done one EP, but it's still an amazing EP. <laughs> we're going to get to that in a second. This is my favorite full-length album of the week. This is 18 Visions with XVIII. For anyone who doesn't know, that's 18. <laughs> And this is on Rise Records. For anyone that doesn't know, this is their first album since they're self-titled in 2006. So we're looking at a little bit over 10 years here. This is their sixth or their fifth full-length album. It's a little hard to tell with, depending on if you choose like eight tracks to be an EP or a full-length. You know what I mean? Right. But man, this is such a fucking heavy, heavy album. I tweeted after I heard it for the first time, my teeth have been kicked in after hearing this album. I was super shocked that they came back so heavy and so right on point. I fucking love this album. Dude, I cannot agree with you any more. This album is fucking incredible. Then this is, by the way, my first 18 Visions album. Right. So, you know, I'm not going to say like, oh, this is their best one yet. Because it is to me because it's the only one I've heard. But... <laughs> The way you worded, it sounds like it even might be. But, I mean, dude, this album fucking punched me in the face, man. It is so damn good. And there is not one bad song on this album. Like, not even close to bad. When I heard this, I was, like, in my desk at work. <laughs> and I just had my headphones on. And I was just like, holy shit. I was, like, looking at my phone with, like, my eyes open. Just like, this is not happening. It's, it's just so good, man. Yeah, man. There are very, very limited clean vocals, in fact. I would mostly say you could say there's uncleans and then there are cleaner yeah. vocals in this album. I've always been a fan of James Hart's raw and brutal vocals and they're just back. You know, it, it didn't go anywhere. The voice didn't change. Nothing. It's that same raw, brutal, passionate vocal. And it just, I fucking love it. It's so damn good. And it just hits so hard. And I think the best thing I can say about this, it's not just a good comeback album. This is just a straight up great fucking album. Yeah. You couldn't have ordered it any better, man. I fucking love it. I mean, bands like Motionless and White look up to 18 Visions or did look up to 18 Visions. Now they're looking up to them again. Like this isn't yeah. one where people can say, oh yeah, I really like their old stuff. No, no, no. They just made an amazing album for bands right now coming up to look up to and say, holy shit, where are my teeth? <laughs> Everybody's fucking losing their teeth, man. What the hell's going on? They're losing <laughs> their teeth all over the place. When I tweeted them and mentioned the teeth thing, they said, if you listen to the album two or three more times, your dick is going to fall off. <laughs> what a great tweet that was. Yeah, so not only do they fucking make amazing music, but they're also like cool like that, you know? Absolutely. And I do want to make a mention... Ty, our producer, who people have heard on the show before and does a lot of work with us, he was actually at their show in New York, 
and he does a blog, which is always linked in the description of the episode. He went to see them and took some really, really awesome pictures. So make sure you check that out. The link is in the description. Oh, man, I'm going to have to check those out. I haven't seen them. And I would fucking love to see an 18 Vision show. I can only imagine how that shit goes. No, me too. All right, Jackson. Let's see if we're still on the same wavelength to what we want to listen to. So on three, what song should we play? One, two, three. Underneath my gun. Ah. (laughs) We almost had it. Nope. I'm only joking. This is already pre-planned. We're doing Underneath My Gun. Here you go. Fuck, man. Damn. Such great vocals. Yeah, man. It's fucking incredible. It really is. So look, all I can say is I hope this is just a sign that they're going to continue on because if they continue to make music like this, it's fucking insanity. Yeah, for sure. I really hope they put one out just like this, but even fucking heavier because, man, they could do it and they could do it really good too. Everyone needs to be taking notice of this. Yep, I agree. So once again, that's 18 Visions with XVIII or 18 on Rise Records. All right. And last thing we're going to talk about here is an EP from Crazy 88 releasing No Words Spoken. This is an independent release and this is a two person band. I think they have someone doing drums, but it's between Lauren Babick and Jared Alonji. Uh, Jared doing the unclean vocals and the guitar work and Lauren Babick doing, you know, the main vocals and holy shit ian tell me what you think about this is it a longy or a lounge dude i don't know <laughs> i've heard people say a longy and i've heard people say a lounge so i don't know i don't know either but anyways yes i believe you are correct it's the two of them with maybe friends filling in on other instruments yeah. or maybe jared playing everything i'm not exactly sure it's a possibility possible but just in case people don't know lauren babick is a friend of the show She also plays for Red Handed Denial, 
and also plays with another friend of the show, Cole Roland, when they team up to do amazing cover songs. So this is very, very cool to see her in this new project while also doing red-handed denial. We don't want to make anyone sad or you know think that red-handed denial aren't still together. They are. It's a great band. And then Jared Alonge is all over the fucking place. He does yeah. everything. So it's very hard to lock him down into one thing. But we have definitely talked about him on the show. This EP is so fucking good. No, dude, it's it's fucking incredible. And it's out of left field, too. Like, I I wouldn't have thought this. And it's like such a random duo, you know? It really is. I don't know how they got together. I don't know how any of this works. I'm really hoping to get Lauren back on the show. But for right yeah. now, we're just speculating on how all this is happening. But damn, man, each track is something special. They are doing some type of a post-hardcore meets alternative. It's really cool to hear Jared do the uncleans over Lauren Babick doing the cleans. You know, sometimes in Red Handed Denial, she does both. She does cleans and uncleans. I don't think she's doing uncleans in this EP, though. No. Either way, it all works. The dynamics of this really, really work. And each track is just a fucking great journey. I don't know what else to say. It's just so fucking good. No, yeah, I, I agree. It's like they go together so well. Like, because it's not just a whole thing of that. Yes, he sounds good as a vocalist and she sounds good also as a vocalist. Like, it's like they know how to just make good ass music because this is yeah. just them two. And this is an EP that sounds like it was made by a band and a, you know, production mm -hmm. studio and like all that shit. You know what I mean? Absolutely. This is two people, you know, just getting together and just making kick ass music and not something that sounds like you know generic shit like this is incredible yeah there's tons of passion here you can really hear it just well well done structuring of tracks as well so yeah i say let's play the track let's let everyone hear this for a little bit and we'll talk a little bit more do you want to do the main single because we didn't get a chance to do it on the show before the tommy's planet yeah yeah let's do it all right If you don't like that, you probably just shouldn't listen to the show. Yeah, that just means you don't like <laughs> good-ass fucking music, man. Like, it's just so good. It really is. And really, the only complaint that I can rack my head for is this just makes me want more and more, and this is a four-track EP. Yeah, it's just not enough. 
if you would like to hear more Crazy 88 before this EP came out, they put out an EP full of covers that we didn't get a chance to cover on the show. Get it? Pun? Yeah. Hey. hey. Nice. Ch- Did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> what a callback. Well done, Jackson. <laughs> you really are learning this podcast business. Thank you. Thank you. So there's an EP of covers with another four tracks. And I got to say, that Ghost of You cover by MCR is fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, man. And I think they're all fucking good, honestly. They are. I just didn't know the other songs. Except uh, the one was a killer song, right? Yes. That Wait. was the only other one I knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know one was Halsey, and I forgot the other one. Yeah, I don't know who that is. You love Halsey. Do I? You love Halsey, yeah. Okay. For sure. All right, sure. <laughs> Whatever you say, Jackson, you're so right all the time. Oh, dude, all the time. All the time. Can't say enough good things about this. Everyone needs to take a listen. This is an under-the-radar band that everyone should know. They really deserve it because, yeah, I can't stop listening to this. Yeah, same here, man. And again, like that's the cool thing about this show is that we can spread you know, like this band because, fuck, like, I feel like everyone needs to be hearing this. I agree. So once again, that's Crazy 88, No Words Spoken EP, and this is an independent release. There we go, Jackson. That does it for reviews. I loved that review session. Yeah, it was a good one. I actually enjoyed this one. <laughs> you actually enjoyed it. <laughs> it's our favorite part of the show because we normally have at least one that we really, really love. Yeah, and then it's like, you know, looking forward to it makes going through the bad ones a little bit easier. Yeah, but this week we almost had 100%. Exactly. It was very, very close. So I am very, very happy, and that's why I love music so much. And that's why we have this show in the first place, because we get to share such fucking awesome music. Exactly. Next week might be very good as well. We'll have to take it when we get there. But for right now, we've got Brighter Than a Thousand Suns, Hollow, Our Last Night, Rise Against, The Birthday Massacre, Volumes, Friend of the Show, Bill Murray, and possibly Being as an Ocean. Now, I know we have a schedule of albums that are coming out where that album is on it for June 9th, but there is literally no buzz, no nothing, no pre-orders, no anything like that. So I'm not sure if it's actually happening or not, Jackson. Yeah, and man, I really hope we find out soon because this is like an album that I'm looking forward to since last year. Like This is my most anticipated album, this and Neck Deep. That's a strange combination, Jackson. That's how I roll, man. That is how you roll. <laughs> All right, let's move on to new songs. If you think we're going to kiss your ass just to get a good review in your magazine, well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous poser, wannabe writer, candy-ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass, Jeremy! Shove it up your ass! So review that, Einstein! First up, a band that I wasn't sure we would ever play on Ian Hates Music, it's Foo Fighters with their new track, Run.
I'm pretty sure those were unclean vocals. I think so, man. What a time to be alive where Foo Fighters is putting out heavier music than Linkin Park. Oh, you were <sighs> holding that line in, but you delivered it perfectly. Thank you, thank you. Well done, sir. I don't know if this means new album. I'm not sure what they're going for, but I like this track. And sure, it is technically radio rock, but in general, I used to love Foo Fighters. I don't tend to listen to a lot of their stuff now, but you can't take away from how talented each and every one of them are. Yeah, I agree. And this is actually a really good track, man. And the music video is actually really good, too. So I, I suggest everyone, when they hear this song, also check out the music video. I agree. And next up, we got Blood Clot releasing their new song, Cali. And this is going to be on their new album, Up in Arms, which comes out July 14th on Metal Blade Records. Ian, play that song. So let us guess, Jackson, you didn't like it. What a time to be alive where Blood Clot is releasing heavier music than Linkin Park. Oh, he did it again, folks. <laughs> he did it again. No, nah, eh, look, man, this is one of the better hardcore songs we've released on the show, in my in opinion, opinion. And mainly because the vocals. Like, that is the only reason. It sounds different. It's way more aggressive. It's not stupid to me. It's like so it's fun to listen to. I don't know what you have against slime and punishment, but that's <laughs> your thing. You know what I have against slime and punishment, Ian? <laughs> what? The fact that that is even a thing. Slime and punishment. Come on, man. That is awful. You're awful. Oh, well, that's not very nice of you. <laughs> it wasn't very nice of you. Well, fine. Whatever. Whatever. Slime and punishment. I do what I want. <laughs> slime and punishment. God, it's so cheesy. I mean, slime. You're cheesy. <laughs> oh such a 10 year old comeback you're cheesy you are <laughs> i can do that for literally anything so don't test me on it very good at okay. that. next up we have volumes with waves control their new album different animals comes out june 9th so it's coming up pretty quick on fearless records let's take a listen What do you think, man? Uh, first of all, it's really fucking heavy. It is heavier. <laughs> True. Yeah, it's definitely an upgrade from the singles that we've been talking about with volumes for sure. But like, I like it. I think it's interesting and it definitely makes the album to me more exciting because, you know, I'm actually looking forward to it now. Not when we were, you know, reviewing the other kind of singles like Puya and shit like that. Yeah, I'm going to reserve my judgment for the album. It's really hard to tell exactly what is going on with the album 
like based on the singles. So like this is going to be one of those things where we're going to have to hear it just front to back and then take it in as an album because it's just it's like different. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But so far, it's based off this single. I'll say it's okay. We shall see for sure. Next up, we have Dayseeker just announcing their brand new album, Dreaming is Sinking slash 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 Waking is Rising. That's coming out July 14th on Spine Farm Records, and they have a brand new track called Vultures. Let's take a listen. That is really fucking good music, man. I was already a fan of Dayseeker, but wow, this album might just blow me away. Yeah, man, I completely agree. It looks, I mean, shit, just off the bat, man, I can already tell this is going to be incredible because Dayseeker's clean vocalist, dude, Rory, is just, holy shit, what he brings to the table. And then now you got this single just like solidifying that they're keeping that you know, that day seeker sound, but yet enhancing it. Like to me, when I heard this, I was just like, holy fuck, this is amazing. I agree, man. And not only that, apparently this is going to be a concept album about a man in a coma who has to find his way out of the coma itself. And this particular track is, I guess, dedicated or written about a friend of theirs who is a victim of sexual assault. So I'm not sure how that plays into everything, but you know their music has a message as well. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's that's badass. Not the... Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> but <laughs> I the love idea... Album. Yes, the idea itself of also talking about something that is important to talk about in the musical sense as well as doing a concept album, it's all very interesting and important to do. Yes, thank you for clarifying No that. problem. <laughs> Next up, this is a band that Gray from the band Charlatan recommended that I check out. I had never heard their music before, but they literally today just released a Kendrick Lamar cover of his song Humble. Now, once again, I have never heard the actual song, but let's take a listen to this cover.
I really liked it, man. Oh, I fucking love it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of taking pop music like that and just screaming your fucking heart out over it. And by the way, Guilty Pleasure, I actually really like the original song. So it made me like it even more. Oh, so they did a good job with that too? Yeah, I, I thought that was really cool. Like that part where like the music stopped and he kind of just yelled out, uh, just went viral. Like yeah, that's yeah. like a you know part in the song also that everyone sings along to. So that was really cool. Okay, all right. Fuck off. Don't, don't do that. You're making fun <laughs> of me. <laughs> I am. I am indeed. Well, we are going to skip a track that was put on our list and we'll just let Ty know that yes, Ty, we also don't like this band. So we are not going to play them on the show. Damn. And now people can take a guess <laughs> what band we're talking about. <laughs> we are going to end new songs tonight with the band The Contortionist with Reimagined. Their new album, Clairvoyant, comes out September 15th on E1 slash Good Fight Music. You have plenty of time to wrap your head around this, but let's take a listen. I really, really enjoy this song, and I'm not a huge fan of the Contortionist, but not because of you know the music in general. I just never got around to listening to them, and I've always heard of them. Sure, but you know I just never checked them out. And this was actually the first song that I hear by them, and so far I really, really like it. I think it's really interesting, really refreshing, and I can't wait for that album. Yeah, it was definitely different than what we've been talking about today. It was certainly more mellow for sure, but I enjoyed the atmosphere that was created with that track. So yeah, look, we have until September. I'm sure they'll have more tracks for us to listen to. But for right now, yeah, I'm all on board. Yep, same here. That brings us to the end of New Songs. Let's go on to Breakdown from the Past. All right, Jackson, this is quickly becoming the worst segment of the show. So, what? Why? Because <laughs> of your terrible bit. You're an asshole. No, I told you I would be back to normal, Ian, within a certain amount of time. Oh, now I now See? fuck off. See? All right, man. <laughs> so you've been doing terribly. Thank you. But it's a new week. What do you have for us for Breakdown from the Past? Okay, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, here I go. Here I go. <laughs> My band is Even Cameras Lie. Moment of silence. It's been a while. Since you got something right. <gasps> oh, shit! In fact, I have never heard of this band before. <gasps> well, I'll tell you what. They only have one EP 
They're a local band from Texas, actually. Oh, it's probably just yeah, your buddy why. or something. That's why. Okay. Ah, fuck off. <laughs> well, I don't know. They're not a local band, but they're from Texas. Like their own, their music is not even on iTunes or anything. It's just on YouTube. Okay. And their thing is even cameras like Texas. But anyways, they only have one EP and it's a self-titled EP. And they have one song with Maddie Mullins called Parallels. Right. And that's the song I want you to play for people. Not bad at all. I noticed that you took you a while to take it off. So I was like, oh shit, I think he's actually liking it. No, I just wanted to hear all the different parts. Gotcha. What do you think? Not bad at all, like I said. Thank you, thank you. Any other backstory for this band? No, actually, there's not much. I mean, all they have is the EP and, I mean, they just disappeared. Like, you know, I didn't even see announcements or anything like that. They just, poof. That's too bad, but that's one of the reasons why this whole segment exists. Exactly. So, Ian, what is your breakdown from the past that I know will not be better than mine? Why, thank you, Jackson, except for that backhanded little statement there. (laughs) So, my breakdown from the past is a band called Lower Definition. Okay. I've never heard of them. They are a post-hardcore slash experimental band, and their last release was in, I believe, 2011. They have a ton of EPs starting back from 2003, and they have three full-length albums that came out in 2007, 2008, and 2011. This is a band that made their way out there. It just didn't happen to work out, but I can tell you at least one claim to fame for them. Their previous drummer is now the drummer of of Mice and Men. Oh, cool. A Mr. Valentino Ortega. Bam. If I said that right, which I don't know. I think you did. Why don't we take a listen? Here's the choreographer.
I fooled everyone. It seemed like it was going to be all clean vocals and I was going to fade out and then bam. <laughs> it actually got me and it was really good, by the way. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. My thought with them always was they were like if Envy on the Coast met a screamo band. Yeah, that's probably the best way you can word that because I thought it was actually really fucking good too. And I, I loved like how perfectly they could do a mellow part. Oh, yeah. And then how they can just like suddenly just bam. And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, they have a lot of stuff you can go into. That's for sure. So I recommend everyone check them out when you have time. But yeah, man, I think that was a very good breakdown from the past. Oh, shit. That's a good one. Okay. Put it down in the books. Yes, please. Everyone mark it down in your calendars. <laughs> because I wouldn't be surprised if in three weeks Jackson tries to do the cameras band again. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Couldn't end it on a good note. No, I could not. <laughs> but you know what that means, Jackson. It's time to end the show. Let's do it. All right, man. Do that thing you do. Guys, girls, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in every single week to listen to this show. We love putting it on for you. Ian puts a lot of work into this. I pretend I put a lot of work into this. <laughs> we have a really good time doing this, though. Just thank you so much for listening. I love you all very, very much. Ian, take it away. And thank you, Jackson, for doing the show. Thank you for having me. For now. Oh, <laughs> never mind. So thank you to everyone out there as well for listening to the show. You can support Ian Hates Music by following the links in the description of this episode. That includes going to the website, ianhates.com, following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All the links are there, so I don't need to tell you everything here. And if you enjoy the show, make sure to leave a review, give us a five-star rating. Anything like that really, really does help us out. Also, I would like to announce... And you might have seen it on the social media outlets that I just spoke of. But the newest episode of Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition just came out this week. And it's featuring Grace Sorensen of the band Charlatan. Now, Jackson, how big of fans are we of Charlatan? Oh, we fucking love them. And everyone out there should as well. Because yep. their album, Remarkable, that we reviewed in April was so damn good. I still listen to it to this day. It's so different. It's so unique. It's just so much fun to listen to. We get into all that, plus pretty much everything else that's going on in the world. It's remarkable. <laughs> hey oh Man, you are killing it today, Jackson. I had to do that one. Come on. Did you? Yeah. I didn't even do that in an over hour and a half conversation with <laughs> Gray. <laughs> I thought we were going for cheese. You know, I just... Ah, we never do. We always go for cutting edge. Oh, uncanny. X-Men? Fuck off. <laughs> so anyways, I think everyone's really going to enjoy the conversation with Gray. I had a lot of fun doing it. He had a lot of fun. I think you can tell we talk about movies, books, Lincoln Park, every single thing you can think of. We talk about it all there. So make sure to check that out. Once again, always free. Make sure to support Charlatan. They definitely deserve it. And then also support this show so we can bring you even more great conversation editions as well as this great weekly show. Exactly. So Jackson, I think that covers everything. We're going to have a lot more really, really great conversation editions coming up as well as even more great weekly shows. So Jackson, do you have any final words for everyone? I love everybody. And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. 
Come. 